The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and water life science. We're starting our 11th year in 2017 and want you to know that the dedication and the focus of what we've been trying to teach the syndicated radio show going worldwide is the fact that water is what are the life in our planet. And I'm going to read something to you um, real quickly that my writer wrote a poem for the new year. Once a year we stop and rest and wonder if we've done our best. Did we help whom we could or did we hurry on our way thinking somebody else would come to save that person's day? Did we fill the sacred cup of water and hold it out for all the world to drink? Did we give what we had to give? Were we humble? Were we awake? And did we truly live? If you can say, I've done my best, then you'll enjoy your holy day of rest, written by Robert McDowell, a global well-known writer who is my writer, I want you to know that I wouldn't feel my best after many, many years and millions of dollars worth of investment into studying the body water of your body, your living life, living with the water of the planet. And this is how Earth began. That circle of water was evaporating only in a fine mist clear around the planet Earth. It began to evaporate in larger amounts called rain. It came down to where we're at today. And without the water, there is no planet Earth. Without the water, we have a problem. We become dust. Now, this is what I've been learning with Biologic Aqua Research, which I am the founder of, and the scientists that we work with worldwide. That evaporation that began at the beginning of Earth, is what's still going on, of course. Let's just common sense. Let's don't, you know, it's just gotten to where we get carried away with not being accurate, taking shortcuts. What it's all about is the water evaporation of the planet, Earth. There's water in the air you're breathing, that invisible water. That invisible water is your breath of life, and this is the cycle. Your mother carries you in the womb. The baby nourishes with water and builds up a percentage of water per organ. Each organ in your body has a certain percentage of water. But once it comes to earth, 
and lives here on its own at that moment of birth, that baby begins immediately an individual evaporation process because you don't have the pack of the water around you any longer. There are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. We all have a little different look. We all have a different color, maybe. We all are a little uniquely individual because of that evaporation begins. But that what keeps you alive, the number one, is that water in the vapor and the atmosphere that absorbs with you like a sponge. And like we talked on this show with scientists, your water, the water vapor of the air is water to keep you alive. You're a battery charged with electric energy with that battery that you are with the air that you live with, the water vapor of the atmosphere because of your evaporation process. The surface water on the planet, identical to the organism, is it also needs that water vapor to be able to recycle itself for Earth to be able to have a healthy breath of life. So water can save lives. Water will save the Earth and bring your breath of life. Will it find cures and diseases? You bet your life it will. There's no question it will. And what we've been learning through science from way back into the 1800s is they were looking for water cures then, and they found them. But people said, oh, my, you can't do that. Nobody will invest in it. So you need to go another direction, intimidated scientists from all over the world, where they had to quit studying the behavior of the organism of water to find those diseases and to find those cures. How many cures do you hear of today? Not very many. We've been told with reports, can we believe these reports too much anymore? There's 10,000 diseases and 500 medications. I mean, we've got to figure this out. And that's why this show is so important. We discuss life, health, nutrition, water, symptoms and diseases. We want you to listen. And today we have a very exciting guest I'm really looking forward to, Kent it's Kekin Lively. He's a science teacher, an attorney, a founding editor of Age of Autism. He has had a child with autism, met many other people with autism, and he's an author. And we're going to talk about evacua- evacuations, I apologize to you, vaccinations and autism. I think we're going to find out today what I have just said. Where are the cures and what are they doing to figure it out? Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know that at the surface of your eye is 99% water? It's not an eye drop. It's not a compound. It's not an ingredient of chemical compounds and formulations. It's water. So they came to me years ago and asked if I could find a way to supplement that surface of the water because the water vapor wasn't working the way because it's over-evaporating in the air. We did. We launched a product nationwide, now going worldwide, with patents now that have been proved by scientists throughout the world that your eyes must be supplemented with water. No added compounds or formulations, not, not the eye drop. Dry eye means loss of water at the surface. If you have vision impairment, that's water at the surface that needs supplementation. All the way to what is blindness, 
you have lost, you've over dehydrated, you've lost all the water vapor at the surface of your eye. The whole, the idea is, is to use nature's tears eye mist every single day, like you brush your teeth. Well, listen to our sponsor with nature's tears eye mist with just a mist. And we're going to be back with Kent Heckenlotley. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Kent, are you with us? Yes, I am. Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Thanks for having me. Well, I want people to know that you've been a science teacher an attorney, founding editor of Age Autism, and an author. But tell us, how did you... We're going to discuss today vaccinations and autism. Now, when you were... Let's start out with you as a young man. What what led you to doing what you're doing today, other than the fact that you have a reason besides your child? But how did you end up doing what you're doing today? First of all, you were a science teacher. Then you became an attorney. But what led you to be the mission that you're at today? Well, you know, it's kind of funny because my dad was an attorney and my mom was a teacher. So I jokingly (laughs) say I've been both my parents' professions now. But uh, I think that one of the things that I didn't like about being an attorney is you're just, you know, finding out the things that people did wrong. And I kind of think that being a teacher, you're on the positive side of humanity. You're trying to educate mm-hmm. rather than to punish. So uh, I find myself okay. to be much more of a teacher personality than, than a prosecutor personality. Well, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> That's what I was going to do as a young man, young person. And I found myself, Kent, deciding that I didn't want to do that either. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to do something else. And I got into research instead. Interne- good attorneys should do research. I don't know if they do or not. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, yeah, right. <laughs> and I have a lot of close friends that are attorneys. They agree with me. <laughs> and you do too, I'm sure. But yep. you're now at a point in your life as a science teacher and uh, editor of The Age of Autism and author, but getting into, obviously, something that has happened in our symptoms of our children that is now out of control. Uh, tell yep. us more about that. Well, you know, personally, it struck me, um, 
because I've got a daughter with autism, but I, I had a and I have a son who I really rescued from autism. So when my wife and I had our first kid, you know, we just did everything that we were supposed to do. I mean, you know, right. I'm, I'm an attorney. My wife's a speech therapist, so she's in the medical model. So we just followed along with what the doctors told us to do and never really thought to question. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so when my daughter went off of breast milk at about six months old, then she, about a week later she got a series of shots, and then uh, about three weeks later she... No, we noticed the first behaviors, which later were identified as a seizure disorder, and then um, she was uh, a couple years later diagnosed with autism. So, you know, and it, it was our first time as parents, and we really didn't know what was going on. Um, mm-hmm. Fast forward to my son, and for reasons unrelated to autism, uh, we kept him on a hypoallergenic milk formula until he was about 15 months old, and then. Uh, I actually took my son to his 18-month checkup, and because I thought the pediatrician had missed something at my daughter's six-month checkup, she ran my son through a whole developmental checkup. He had 15, 20 words, looking appropriately, everything fine. He gets his shots three days later. My wife says to me that our son has stopped speaking. And, you know, it was just a, a moment in my life which was was really a decision point because mm-hmm. I said, oh, my God, you know, he was fine at the doctor's, but not now. And I heard this theory that vaccines might be related to autism. And, you know, I, I like most people, I just thought that that was kind of crazy. And, you know, with my first child, I just figured like, well, okay, I guess we just, you know, had a run of genetic bad luck. Um, and then a couple days after my son went mute, I ran across the gluten casein-free diet, which is wheat and milk-free diet, and put both the kids on it immediately. And after 12 days, my son said his first word again. And my wife's a speech therapist, I mentioned, and um, Mm -hmm. she always says that it took our son about a year to catch up in language, about two years for his sensory problems to go away. Um, Mm -hmm. But he entered kindergarten as a normally developing five-year-old. Well, it was great for my son, but, you know, really didn't do anything for my daughter. And mm-hmm. it was that experience which kind of launched me on this mission as an autism ad- activist. And I, I just said, you know, I could understand somebody saying to me scientifically, well, maybe it was just a coincidence that it was right mm-hmm. after the doctor's visit that he went mute. But the fact that I was able to change now, how the old, diet. Excuse me, I'm a terrible radio talk show host. I interrupt a lot. Um, but that gives us nature to us, a radio talk show host. How old was your daughter when you put her on that diet? Uh, she was about uh, three, and a half. three and a half, and it really did not do much for her, but for my son, yeah. it was just dramatic. So, um, you know, uh, so I, I say that I've had the easiest autism recovery in my son and the hardest one in my daughter. Right. So my son is 16 years old now. He's driving. He's an athlete. He's a great student. He's got a wicked sense of humor, and my wow. daughter cannot speak. Right. So um, yeah. that really, it was a point in my life where I just said, you know, I'm going to answer this question if it takes the rest of my life. So well, it can be done. An- it can be done. Yeah, um, absolutely. Did you hear um, in my commentary, you had some uh, doctor that I just, I keep mentioning his name because he's been on me quite a few times through the years, Dr. Jerry Pollack at Ori- University of Washington. And he and I study water. He studies water, but I study the water differently. And in the body. And he studies the water in the body. I study evaporation. I'm the only one worldwide studying the world evaporation with my team. But when we were talking in the 1800s, 
they were fine. So they knew they could find cures for diseases and symptoms and understanding the behavior of water. Of course, water is a living organism. Well, the intimidation began when they were getting so close because you're an, you've been an attorney. How do you protect your IP if you found evidence that you could find cures in water? Yeah. What would be, yeah. And so... They intimidated doctors throughout the world. Any doctor that was studying water, even though it was going to find cures, they intimidated him, they humiliated him, and, and would have forced him out of anything to do with their profession if they didn't mm-hmm. change over to going a different direction, get away from the water. Okay. Well, yeah, and they were wrong. They were wrong to do that. But what they could do, because what were they going to do if they couldn't get money to pay to, pay to do their research? And investors wouldn't invest. So now we're getting closer to knowing and understanding. That was a big, that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. In fact, you can go in and listen to the August 22nd show that I had this year with Jerry and I, Dr. Pollock. Okay. But the thing is, is that science will figure this out, but they've got to get back to the more holistic side. They cannot do it with going into a laboratory and doing it the way they've been doing it. Because when they go to write those grants to get the money that they need to, to for the university or the research center, it's usually grants. Mine doesn't operate that way. Mine operates with a private investment. But the thing is, is when they go in, we're going to go after that water. Because I'm, I'm looking at the dehydration effects of each individual when they're born, of what mm-hmm. is happening without evaporation of body water, because that's what keeps you alive. You've got to slow that down. Then we have doctors that have come on, Kent, who talk about the nutrition. You have to, I'm sure. You've done a lot of work, obviously, in studying the nutrition side. Now, tell our audience what you've been learning about some of the research that you've been learning and some of the things, the different uh, applications to rehabilitation helping autism. Well, the, the, the book that I have is about a very specific case in terms of um, a senior scientist at the CDC who has turned whistleblower, who, you know, I, like you, I believe that science has a sacred obligation to tell the truth without fear or favor. And so what happened is when reports began surfacing in the late 1990s that the MMR vaccine might be linked to autism, the CDC mm-hmm. actually commissioned a study to investigate whether giving the MMR shot earlier led to increased rates of autism. Well, they did the study, mm-hmm. and it was actually a well-designed study, and they found an effect, specifically with African-American males and another group they termed isolated autism, meaning they had no other mm-hmm. conditions. At that time, in about 2002, 2003, they made the decision to hide this data, And in that amount of time from 2003 to now, we have more than a million children who've been diagnosed with autism during that time. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's why I titled the book, How Science Lost Its Soul in Autism, because science is supposed to be about telling the truth without fear or favor. And these scientists hid this information. As a result, a lot of people have been Mm -hmm. injured. But I I Mm -hmm. strongly believe that what we need to do is tell the truth about what's going on and by telling that truth, even though it's, when it's dark and it's, it's, 
you know, you wonder how human beings can engage in this terrible these terrible kinds of behavior, these crimes against humanity, crimes against children. Um, but I believe that we, ha- we have to tell that, that truth, and then right. we can start getting to the answers. But we have to tell the truth first. Yeah, you're, you're right, because what happens is, if, yes, there's something that isn't right. You don't go take your signs down the street and start demonstrating. You go and get involved, like you're doing, I've done, and get involved with the people who are in those laboratories. And we're studying what can be done to understand what is happening. Now, I'm going to take you on a little hike here on vaccinations. Um, I'm 75 years old. Uh And way back in time, they had vaccinations for mumps, measles, chickenpox, polio, and it was working. What happened is they probably felt like as years went by, they, they didn't study the evaporation of the human body. Nobody ever has. Uh-huh. See, that body water, once that baby comes to that spot to live with the water vapor, that supplements it, they're not studying the water evaporation in the individual. So when no two people are evaporating the same, the symptoms are going to be different, and that's what's causing these problems. It's the mm-hmm. water. That's not okay. the whole package, but it's the stem of the root of the package. And the thing is, that's what we're all saying. It's got to be. We've got to study that. And then yeah. we begin to go individuality of the individual. It's like your baby who you didn't catch in time, but you got your, first, your second one in time. Um, mm-hmm. if, if that had been studying at the beginning of that evaporation and any symptom with that evaporation at the moment of body water loss, living with the water vapor that keeps you alive, you could begin to catch those things much quicker. And that's why this nutrition thing and diet is important. Even now, today, with anybody, is to change that diet and get that diet, all of us, to find out what's what's our uh, physical needs, what is our mental needs, what are the symptoms we're having. Then you start thinking, huh, I'm wondering if it's, uh, maybe carrots don't like me. Or maybe I'm not, my, the water I'm drinking is not healthy for me, but it might be healthy for somebody else in the family. There's things we right. have to study. We have to study. Yeah. And you know what that is too, Kent? That <laughs> goes back to the thousands of years of holistic medicine that mm-hmm. they're now beginning to accept. Holistic. Right. So now uh, on the vaccination. What are what have you been learning? Are people starting to question the vaccination? Well, it, it's it's very difficult because if you turn on your evening newscast and you just uh, tallied up the number of commercials from pharmaceutical companies, you'd be overwhelmed and you'd start yeah. to understand how much of our media is being paid for um, by yeah. the pharmaceutical companies. So the pharmaceutical well, can't, companies look at, can't look at Wall Street. Yeah. The greatest influence is making money. Yeah. So the thing is, the mainstream media is not going to tell this story. And what was interesting for me, when this information came out in the summer of 2014, like a lot of people in the autism world, I was sitting there saying, okay, I can't wait for this to hit the news. And then, you know, weeks and months go by. And finally, I came to this point where I said, okay, I'm a writer. Maybe this is a story that I'm meant to do. Mm -hmm. So I contacted Mm -hmm. the 
scientist to whom the whistleblower had confessed all of this, a guy named Dr. Brian Hooker, who's a college biology professor at Simpson University in Northern California. And I said, you know, I want to write this book. Do you want to write it with me? And I found out that he was actually a fan of my work on the age of autism. And he said, you know, look, I don't want anybody to question my motives, so I'm not going to have any financial participation in this. But, you know, I will assist you in writing this book. And so we started working on it. And, you know, what has really been interesting to me is that there has been such an opening to this story among radio mm-hmm. hosts. I'm, I've booked on over 55 radio shows already and getting more every day. So mm-hmm. I'm not expecting the mainstream media to come and listen to me and, and put me on air, so I'm not going to expect to be on CBS Evening News with this story, even though this is an amazing story. Um, but I'm going to get out through outlets like yours who will let me talk about this story. Mm-hmm. So now um, that you two have written a book, I have a book in front of me. But with, uh, with what, what is he? What is he thinking uh, with his background on trying, trying to get this in time? So, is there any? You go, do you go into the mother, the way she's carrying the baby, and what the mother's diet is? Uh, are uh, you going into even further, other than just vaccination? Are you going I, into? I, I, I'm looking at vaccinations. I'm looking at the story. The, the place that I think that we as a society went wrong with vaccinations was back in 1986. We passed something called the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, which right. removed vaccines from the traditional civil court system and put them in this thing called the vaccine court, which is one of the worst courts in the world because you can't you can't sue the manufacturers you can't even get any information out of the vaccine companies so mm-hmm. I really talk about how um, our entire public discussion around the issues of vaccines has been changed since the passage of this National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act and mm-hmm. what I think needs to happen is that people need to understand that this act has been a terrible catastrophe for the health of our population because we're not getting honest science. And so what we need Mm -hmm. to do is we need to get rid of this Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, return vaccines to the traditional civil court system, and then the attorneys will start to get to the bottom of this um, like they do when other medications harm people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, they have been proving that is it 250,000 people die a year because of bad medication in a hospital? <laughs> yeah. I, you I know, when they, when they say that, that medical mistakes are the third leading cause of death in the United States, well, maybe you just want to stay out of a doctor's office. Well, and I'm looking at it with my back, background and research. Is that over-evaporation has got to be studied because that, yeah. that is also brought into the diet and nutrition, the diet side. Mm-hmm is that when that mother is carrying the baby, there should be a test of when the mother's evaporation at the time, carrying the baby, then here comes the baby. And remember, Kent, your body is living in water mm-hmm. as, a, as a sponge. Then you're living, when you come here, with the water vapor of the air to recycle you. And it's like you may have heard me say uh, that our scientists have said, too, the bo- body is like a walking battery charged yeah. with the water vapor. We need to understand before that little person comes to life in this planet what is happening with all of that. Then when they get here, we begin immediately 
studying that. And maybe the baby shouldn't have any vaccinations or certain things that it cannot have that maybe everybody else in the family can have, but not that individuality. Uh, It's an individual life. That's why everybody, there are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, and everybody is different. And we've got to dive into the root of the situation. And then we get the medical field. I'm in the medical field. I get the medical field. I can't find the first uh, individual to be in the medical field with my team with 100% water. Sitting in a drugstore department in the dry eye category, which is worldwide. And the thing is, is I I didn't have to do much to convince them of what I was up to because they came to me to do this. I did it. 100% 100% supplementation of water, but the thing is, is they, they will follow. They're anxious to do, get away off that, that shingle that keeps them under those grants to get those, when you're going to get those grants, you got to be able to prove what you know what you're going to do to study. And they are not writing grants for more, for holistic research. They're still writing grants, the majority of them, for the conventional because they don't think anybody will uh, invest in it. Yeah, you know, it really is um, disappointing because I think so many of the people who go into medicine go into it with very pure motives of wanting to help people. And then what they've got is a modality which is not helping people. So yeah, I really so I have to take, you for... I take I take one break, and you and I are going to come back, and we're going to go after that one. Yes, we okay. will. And that's because they're... It's like everything else on this planet. People need us to reach out and start having a voice to represent the ones that are sitting there in the laboratory who want to get investment to do their research, but they want to go into holistic research. They don't want to keep doing the only the, the old world conventional for Wall Street. Uh, sit there for a minute. We'll be right back. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Miss. It's just a mist. In China, they're excited. We're going to be there in China in the next month uh, with our new partners and the pollution of the water vapor. As you know, they wear about a billion masks a year to protect them from the problems of the air. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is going to be there to be able to supplement with tissue culture grade water, just a mist for the eyes because the eyes, are the surface is 99% water. It's not an eye drop, it's water. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Kent Heckenlippy. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Kent, before the, um, we had our sponsor on, you and I were talking about the, the scientists that are trapped. Uh, they get this license to do, to do research, this degree, and they're not able to really do the more holistic um, research, which is, that's what they've got to do. Uh, they've got to feel that they can get the funds to be able to do research, to do more holistic studies, not just mm-hmm. what Wall Street wants them to do. Now, I hate, <laughs> excuse me, I hate to get you, I've been a guest speaker at Wall Street. I hate to do that to you, but it's true. Wall Street is dictating to those medical, those big pharmaceutical companies, all research centers. They're telling them what they Absolutely. have to make money. Mm-hmm. So what's your thinking? Yeah, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I, th- I think there are a number of things that are happening, and maybe it's my perspective as a teacher at a really high-performing school, and I talk about this often, which is I say, you know, I have my students and we're, we're a high-performing school, and, you know, it's really interesting to see these very smart kids who really who want nothing more than to get my approval. And, you know, I think of great scientists as people who break the mold, people who question authority. And it's so interesting because I think so much of our society, you know, we are just wanting to get the pat on the head. And it's like our best and our brightest become really um, very adept at learning how to get the pat on the head. And I think the right. same thing happens with our medicine. Well, you, are right. you are so right. Yes, go it, on. It, I'm know, sorry. It, it's the same thing with our, our scientists and our doctors. You know, they want to get the, you know, seal of approval from the AMA. They want to get the seal of approval from their uh, university. And so they're not being, you know, radical. They're not being revolutionary. They, you know, the only thing that they're willing to do is to to make, you know, one little discovery. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that, you know, the, the real changes in our civilization have come about because the people have been big-picture thinkers. They, they've asked the question, what if we're, everything we're, we thought we knew was wrong? That's when you get the real interesting changes. And I, I just feel like so much of our society, you know, we're becoming so much more compliant um, than we ever were in the past. I mean, you know... I always jokingly say, you know, I feel like I'm a Watergate kid. You know, I sat and I watched those. I, I sat and watched those hearings, and I, you know, and I had to say to myself, oh my God, the president of the United States lied about something, and and he's corrupt, and this is awful. But you know what it it you know created in me was a sense that I don't care who is saying something. I want to know whether it's true or not. And right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be satisfied with somebody just saying, "Oh, it's true." I am, you know, the the CDC. We say this is true. Now go away. No, show me the proof. And I think Tell that's what was so dr- dramatic about this story is the evidence is there that they lied not just about the MMR shot, but they lied about mercury and vaccines. And you know, mm-hmm. when they their response is, "Oh, we lost the data set." Well, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't let my students get away with lies like that. Right. 
That's the sad part about, in fact, we've been doing some press releases on cyberbullying and false media and different inaccurate accusations, opinions, ideology, and in, in the social media today and in our highway of information called the Internet. It became yeah. contagious. It, it started out way before the Internet. They would, mm-hmm. like you said, they, they pat each other on the back, and it all has to do, Kent, with money. They wouldn't get the grant. It goes back into what Dr. Pollock and I were saying in the 1800s with water research. So I decided, Kent, I would do it myself with my team, my private yeah. investment team. Uh, I went out and got the uh, support of other scientists around the world to do to get where I, what we were going because I wanted to prove that I know for a fact that evaporation is a symptom of individuality that we need to study as an organism of life. See, the whole planet, Kent, you can look out of your door and the planet Earth, a living organism, is going through autistic things. They're going all these symptoms, too. It's, a, it's yeah. going through symptoms. And they don't want, they've got, we've got to uh, get them involved and get them to where they would get the grant money to be able to study the holistic side of who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're not that complicated. Uh, but those vaccinations, like you said, now I'm going to come in, I'll say something um, here. I think the, it, it depends upon what's happening. Is that evacuation? Is that, actually, I keep saying it. Vaccination is over-evaporating the body water loss to a severe dehydration effect to the individual who had an allergic reaction to it. Now, I will make that statement. Now, I'll take, we could take you to to another couple of scientists and they could say, well, we're studying plant life. That's happening with plants on this planet, too. Mm. Over evaporation to severe dehydration to symptoms. You can go over Kent and study the fresh water sitting that's left on the planet Earth. They're letting it all run to the ocean. You need that fresh water. You need more fresh water on the surface of the planet to recycle with the water, evapor- the water vapor so the human body and the soil and all life on Earth can then recycle itself. But what happens to individuality is that individual evaporation, the body water loss, when that baby comes to that spot and that baby all of a sudden isn't in that pocket of water, there's an evaporation that begins, but it's individual. It's so individual no two eyes alike, fingerprints. They even have a little different look, different colors around the world, made decisions. It's an evaporation. Now, the Earth has what's called, do you remember a few years ago when the CERN group out of Switzerland found the dark matter in the atmosphere? Do you remember that? Yeah. And I called yeah. and I said, is that the slowing down, the over-evaporation of our planet, not losing all this moisture and water? vapor going out to the universe, and they said, that's right. Now, Dr. Pollock found a fourth water in the body, and then when Dr. Pollock said, that fourth water is like a little gel, I said, Jerry, that's what's slowing down the water vapor per person in the body so that water can uh, be supplemented in the body living with the water vapor of the air like an electric charge. He said, that's right. So, see, Kent, what we have to do is get back into holistic. It has to be. And to get into the root of, like you said, the diet, get into the root of the water, 
And, of course, I'm going to tell you, and I said to the world, every single human being should be drinking tons of water. You need to be a sponge. You need to be flexible. You need to regenerate, recycle, living with the planet Earth itself. Same thing with the water on the surface of the planet. We've got to bring that up again. You know, there in California, you guys had the, the canals that the former, the first Jerry uh, Brown, his father, wanted those canals because he didn't want California to make a mistake. And Kent, what did they do? They turned it off for a species for a little fish. I had on the show here an attorney, and I said, well, did you study the species of the soil? the species of the organism of the water of the, of the aquifers below to maybe wonder what might happen to that species. So what's happened, Kent, they forgot about the life of this planet works together. Right. It's holistic. They call it holistic. That's the root. So you're on the right track and your people, and, uh, but anybody with autism should drink tons and tons of water they should be yep. doing water therapy in tubs and uh, diet. Diet. I have in the ophthalmology side of this, and all my doctors, uh, they're into diet like you can't believe the eye. Because that surface of the eye is 99% water. It's over-evaporating to cause this problem. So the, but now, what would you like to say to the audience that you've been learning for anybody who, the woman is pregnant, and let's say that if they happen to have had a child who is autistic, what do you say to them? Uh, you know, until, what I would say to that woman is, you know, as you're doing your research on how you're going to protect your baby, I would encourage you to get my book, uh, read it, um, investigate every claim that I make in it. Um, you know, I've got over 500 footnotes in it, which are sources you can go to. Um, and what I think that the conclusion you'll come to is that the medical authorities are not telling the truth about vaccinations, they're not telling the truth about the harm, and until the system changed and there was a way to really look at all of this, uh, all the vaccinations with a critical eye, with an eye towards health, um, I would avoid uh, vaccinations because Mm -hmm. to my mind, as I look at it, I don't see that there is a, a good scientific system of analysis of what's going on. Um, I think that when they have done their investigations, they have found remarkable connections between vaccines and neurological diseases, and then they have responded by covering that up. So it's a little bit like saying, you know, would you bank with a banker who was convicted of embezzlement? No, because... The fact that somebody is dishonest is a, a characteristics of who they are. So I've had people say to me, well, yeah, I understand that you may have, have uncovered problems with the MMR vaccine or you may have uncovered problems with the mercury or the aluminum in vaccines, but and then aren't you vaccines great? You went in and studied something about water, too, that you found that some of the water sources that were causing, yeah. uh, that you think a problem because they're... They're treating water sources that may have been a stem of the problem with many uh, Yeah, Yeah, children. because, you know, yeah. when, then where, where are all these chemicals going? You know, we're putting all these yeah, chemicals in right. our body. Well, they got to come out of our right. body, and then they're in the water supply. So right. we've got a right. big environmental um, uh, hit. And, and I say to myself, well, what, if these people are being dishonest about 
you know, what, you know, if I'm nailing them on being dishonest about one facet of your health, how can you trust the rest of the things that they're telling you? And so, well, you know, I would I just I got to tell you real quickly too. The reason they brought me to study the eyes years ago, I've been studying the skin. And uh, I've been doing personal appearances in every finer high-end department store in cosmetics with a product uh, for the skin, for nature's in the face of the water. And that ophthalmology research said, could you study the eyes? Because the surface of the eye is 99% water, and the eye drops, Kent, were causing an over-dehydration. They're still okay. causing an over-dehydration. But dry eye... Dry eye is $100 billion a year. Mm-hmm. And so did they want to do anything to, uh, to go against Wall Street? And, of course, then I go in, and I got every company out there to like the fact of what I was doing, even if we don't compete. And holistic medicine doesn't, holistic does not compete. So what I would do, thinking your direction, go out there, get them behind you and your team, they will make a tons of money with some new evidence that could be a new direction to go that can make them tons of money. They've got to make money and find yep. out that the vaccinations are not working like the eye drops don't work. The eye drops yep. cause, have you ever heard that before? The eye drops cause a dehydration. They know it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know Same it. thing with vac- all medication. I worry... About we had here, I live in Grants Pass, Oregon. We had a child in one of the grade schools who had cancer getting in remission. The doctor switched his medication. He passed away the next day. The medication wow. is doing that because of the over-evaporation to severe de- dehydration. Food is doing it. We don't have, the, uh, the, the atmosphere is no longer, so for hundreds of years, the way it was at one time, we don't have enough fresh water on the surface of the planet. They're letting it all run to the ocean. Yeah. So your thinking is right, is tell it the way it is and let them come and debate it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's been really interesting because, you know, we, we make these claims and then there's just this enormous silence I mean, I would like to be viciously attacked. I, you know, great. <laughs> Attack me viciously, but then give me the oh, same wait. amount of time. Uh, wait until they do it on the internet. Come face to face and do it. Don't do it with social media. <laughs> but, but then give me the same amount of time to respond. Yeah, you know? right. And I, will, I, will decide, I will debate you, and, and I'll, you know, conduct myself appropriately. So, you know. <laughs> I'm not a person who swears or yells or yeah, that, that, that sort of stuff. <laughs> I debate calmly and rationally, but, you know, I ask you to do the same. Right, right. Now, real quickly, your students, I bet they're fascinated what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I haven't really gotten into it with them. Uh, uh-huh. So I, I, I kind of I have a separation between my uh, my activist life and my teaching life. <laughs> Well, and then of course, how, now before we go, how's your little? How's your daughter doing? How old is your daughter now? Uh, she's eighteen. Oh, yeah. Wow, she's doing okay. Wonderful. You know what? What I always say is that I, I feel like I'm doing this because you know I meant to do it. I, I think that it's not a, uh, a surprise that I've been both an attorney and a science teacher, and, and I think I'm combining those two things mm-hmm. in this. Right. I've always been a strong family person. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm fighting for my family, and I'm fighting for other people's families. 
Oh, my gosh, yes, because there's a lot of families that don't have the outward uh, focus to go out and do what you and I are doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's debate that. Let's have a conversation. So we don't yeah. agree. But, you know, uh, we're launching in China, and I have been in China a few times. China has said, too, they want to get into more holistic medicines again. Yeah. Uh, they, they're known for it for thousands of years. And, um, but back to the more holistic side of the, our symptoms is we've got to start, and it takes people like you, Kent, to get people to stop and think in families that have autistic children or the woman's pregnant. They've got to yeah. start thinking about, are you drinking enough water? Are, what is your diet? Are you getting enough sleep? And can't, can't the other one we've learned from, uh, there in, in San Francisco, there's a, very famous Chinese doctor, PhD, Dr. Effie Chow, world fame, and Tai Chi Qigong. She taught me so much about breathing. See, our body has to learn to breathe again. We haven't been breathing even. We just take it for granted we're breathing. Well, you got to yeah. breathe that water vapor. you got to drink enough water. you got to have the right diet, moderate exercise, and learn how to sleep. These women, when they're pregnant, they got to be put in at school, education. And the family, when the person's pregnant, then when here yeah. comes the baby, the baby has to be put in a school, how to live on this planet, and, and think about more holistic ways of being in the Health Olympics. But right. where time is over, what would you like to say to the audience before you go? Uh, you know, I, my basic point is that science has the sacred obligation to tell the truth, and when science doesn't do that, uh, we should all stand up and take notice and demand that it gives us the truth. And if you mm-hmm. are, are curious as to whether you're being told the truth about vaccines and autism, I encourage you to get my book, check out my sources. Um, I'm told that it's a great and easy read. I, I've told that I've become a much uh, better writer as I've worked on this. So um, mm-hmm. I encourage you to join the debate and uh, read my book. And good luck with all that you're doing. God bless and and I wish you well and your team. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us. You have a nice Bye. day. And you be well. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for listening. Um, it, it's, uh, it is stop and think, audience, that that child that is born, that baby that's born, came from that special pocket of water that Earth made all nature made possible. And here sits the baby. And then the baby comes to live in that air that invisible water called water vapor. That baby is different. No two eyes are alike. No two fingerprints are alike. So we're all different. We need to understand, as Kent was learning with what he's studying, other scientists have come on to study with us, is that you have to learn to live on the planet uniquely who you are. You've got to learn to listen to your own algorithm of yourself, who you are. Once we all figure that out and get in that discipline of that habit to be precious about our lives and unique, all of a sudden we're in the Health Olympics and the earth can be there forever. But remember, the power of the water is who you are and how you believe in that. But I do believe you should need to embrace your life every moment, embrace somebody else's too. The earth whispers, we don't say goodbye because we know there's so much more to leave of ourselves behind and do for others. I want to thank you for listening, and you be well. 
Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.